Are you ready for an open discussion with the best of the best and the best of what's next? Welcome to the Tony D'Urso Show. Join in on a great conversation today with some of the world's great influencers as they showcase great advice and techniques that made them the game changers they are today. Now, here's Tony D'Urso. Welcome, I'm your host, Tony D'Urso. I interview some of the most successful people in the world, and I thank you for joining us. The show is dedicated to helping you turn your vision into reality. And here's a successful entrepreneur who provides insights and guidance you can use to move along your vision path. Listen to my shows on all the podcast platforms, such as Spotify or iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Just search for Tony D-U-R-S-O. Okay, Success Squad, before we get going, here's a big thank you to some amazing sponsors of our show. Please stay tuned for an important message from LinkedIn on how the right hire can make a huge impact on your business. Hey, I said huge. Do listen for that. And get ready to build your first sales funnel without having to hire an entire team to help as ClickFunnels makes it super easy. Visit TonyDURSO.com slash click. More info on them just ahead, so please stay tuned. Today's show is about food people management with Sean Boucher. Let's see what we can learn today. At the end of this interview, I'm going to do a summary recap of what we went over, so stay tuned for that. Here's some info on Sean. Sean Boucher is the author of The First Timers Cookbook and The First Timers Bakebook and his latest, Food People Management. He's a regular contributor to numerous food service programs, publications, and outlets. His work is awarded and recognized nationwide. Okay, here we go. Welcome to the show, Sean. So great to have you on with us today. Oh, so happy to be here. Thank you. The honor is all mine to speak to a master chef, if I can say that. I know that there's different hierarchy for chef and Michelin chef and this. And when I, I've said it to someone else before, I've called him a master chef and I got like, you know, fully educated. So I don't want to say the wrong words, just a very good chef. Let's put it that way. Far better, <laughs> far better than I used to be off air. We, I told you I've been in food service industry. I believe it's what it's called. I was a short order cook for about five years in Chicago, made a lot of hamburgers and hot dogs and stuff. That was a long time ago. So glad to have you on with us. Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Sean, we're going to talk about people food management, a very interesting uh, group of words there. And it's the name of your new book. But before we do that, let's have a blast from the past. Let's talk about your backstory and how it all started for you. Well, you know, for me, I kind of had an untraditional uh, start in this business. A lot of people, they go to culinary school, they kind of know what they want to do. For me, I actually started cleaning a butcher store meat department at night. I was 14 years old, couldn't find any other job, and it was by far probably the grossest job I've ever had. But uh, I learned a lot from it. Um, I found that uh, I could actually turn the temperature up on this, this shrink wrap machine that we had and turn it into uh, like a griddle. And so I would make quesadillas and different things for people at night in the in the produce department or <laughs> wherever. And, and, and I kind of started to develop this love of cooking. And I, but I also had a real love for art and creating. And I had taken just about every art course that I could, whether it was ceramics or drawing or painting. And my high school guidance counselor came to me one day and he said, you know, you've pretty much taken all these classes that you can. 
uh, why don't you look at maybe taking a class up at this technical college that's right by right by us. We'll pay for it. You'll get high school credit, college credit. And I thought, man, what a great gig. I will absolutely do that. So he said, look through this course catalog. Tell me what you think. So I'm looking through this and I'm seeing drafting. I'm seeing AutoCAD. I'm seeing you know these different courses thinking, ah, I don't know if that's really for me. And then I see culinary arts and I'm like, oh, perfect. This is an art class. I'm going to be doing watermelon carvings and ice sculptures and (laughs) this is going to be perfect. And well, you know, rude awakening. I get in there the first day and the instructor's like, okay, we're going to, we're going to be doing lunch for a couple hundred people in the next couple hours. So let's get to it. And I thought, oh no, what did I get myself into? But you know, they say that timing is everything. And this was, this was in the late nineties when, uh, when the NBA had a big strike. And the reason that that's important is that the arena where I was in Salt Lake City at the time where the Utah Jazz played, uh, their season was supposed to start in October, but because of this strike, it didn't start until January. Well, all those cooks that were supposed to be there went and found other jobs. They couldn't wait around. And so the the, uh, chef there at that property said, basically, if you can cook, I will hire you. And if you can breathe, I will put you to work in some capacity. And so I was talking to my chef instructor and he said, you know, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. You really need to get down there. And I said, yeah, but I don't, how do I get there? I don't have a car and public transit was like an hour and a half each way. And I thought, oh, well, I'll try it. So I took the bus every day. It was an hour and a half into work, hour and a half out of work. That very first day, I cut the tip of my finger off. I dropped a knife on my foot, spilled hot turkey juice on me. And the chef literally came to me and said, dude, you're not going to survive. Just go find something else to do. (laughs) And I said, no, chef, I can do it. I can do it. And I ended up spending the next eight years with him um, kind of as as an apprentice. And he really taught me a lot and kind of set me off on on the journey that man, if I had any, any idea what it was going to look like, uh, I may not have gone down that road, but I'm sure glad that I did. That is really interesting, Sean. Seems so far that you've kind of fallen into it, but here you are today, a consultant, an author, a podcaster, a great chef, et cetera, et cetera. How did that vision for what you do now, how did that come about? Well, you know, it's funny because every job that I, I've never been fired. I've never been let go. I've always, I've always kind of jumped around a little bit, but that's always been by design because, you know, I was the kind of guy that said, you know, I don't want to just go work in one place. I don't want to be labeled as a restaurant chef. I don't want to be labeled as a hotel chef. I don't want to be labeled as a hospital chef. I want to be a chef that knows how to do multiple things in all these different segments, all these different disciplines. And so that's what I did. I went from restaurants into hotels. I went from the arena into a large hotel. I went into from single units into multi-units and that really really taught me a lot of stuff because you know the skill set from being just a line cook in a restaurant is very different from say doing the purchasing in a large hotel it's also a different skill set learning how to deal in some of the big bureaucratic operations like in hospitals where you've got a lot of different departments, a lot of different levels of management, directors and managers and things and learning how to really talk the talk and, and and interact with these folks in these different disciplines was really important to me. And so I made sure that I made a conscious decision to say, look, as soon as I 
soon as I start to feel like I'm plateauing somewhere, if I go somewhere and I, I learn what I can learn and all of a sudden I think, well, I'm not learning anything, I'm not growing, I'm not expanding, I'm not being stretched, I'm going to move on and I'm going to go do something else. And so by doing that, I was really able to kind of increase my my capabilities I was able to really stretch myself to a point where I could say uh, you know I've I've got experience in this area and I've got an expertise in this area and I can I can help you with your business or with your concept or your restaurant or whatever it might be because I've been able to see a lot and do a lot of things and a lot of people would look at my resume and they would say well man you you jump around a lot what but what you know you don't the intrinsic thing that you don't see in that is that the expertise and the knowledge that I was able to gain over the the 20 years of kind of going from segment of the industry to segment of the industry was you know very invaluable especially when I started my consulting business when I started my consulting business I was able to kind of bring a very unique and overall perspective to things because it wasn't just front of the house it wasn't just back of the house I kind of had the perspectives from both I also had the perspective from a single unit versus a multi-unit which a lot of times is a very different kind of discipline and a very different kind of skill set because you know running one restaurant is is very different than having to run three or four or five or a dozen uh, restaurants it requires a different mindset a different skill set uh, a different way that you approach things and I was really able to to kind of capitalize and and learn those things through my years in the kitchens um, in the different positions that I was in and different segments that I was in and now in my business I'm able to kind of come into whatever segment it might be whether it's a whether it's a gas station or a hospital or a university or you know these different settings and say I do have some experience in this and I understand the unique challenges that you face and I understand the little and the little idiosyncrasies that maybe somebody who didn't have experience in that space wouldn't quite understand or wouldn't experience. And so by having those different diverse uh, experiences and different diverse understandings of the, the unique pieces of, of whatever business they're in, that's just made me an, an overall better consultant. And so I've tried to kind of condense that down into books and into a podcast to really kind of help people in their businesses. Sean, what's the overriding purpose for what you do? What's the reason for all of this? Well, you know, the reason I do what I do, I think, is that for number one, I'm passionate about it. I've seen what this business has done for me and what it can do for others. You know, hospitality is one of, if not the biggest employer in this country, and really being able to do it well is something that people remember forever. You know, for example... When I go into these healthcare settings, whether it be senior living or whether it be uh, acute care hospitals, some of the challenges are, you know, if, if I'm a patient and I'm being taken care of, I don't really know what medicine you're giving me. I don't necessarily know a lot about the procedure I'm having, but I definitely know if the food is good and the room is clean. And so all of a sudden, if the food is good, my attitude is much better about how I'm being treated or... Uh, you know, my perspective on things. And so I, I just really, that was part of my, my going into healthcare was to really make a difference because food nourishes and heals and 
And, you know, in starting the podcast and coming out with the books, I just saw an opportunity to really, you know, I've, I've kind of figured things out over the last 25 years and I've been able to condense it down and articulate it in a way that hopefully helps people really up their operations. Cause I, I feel like the healthier we are as an industry, um, the further forward we're going to move. This is Sean Boucher, People Food Management. That is the French pronunciation. Boucher is B-U-C-H-E-R. You can find Sean at businesschef.org. Sean, let's get into your vision path here. As we've mentioned quite a bit, you are a chef, but more importantly, you're a business chef. Now, if we didn't already discuss it, what is that and what makes that a different kind of a, of a chef? Well, you know, the, what I found in my experience was that you, you know, food is, is very personal. Um, everybody, everybody likes food. You know, that's why celebrities buy restaurants is it's, it's very, um, you know, they like taking their friends out. Everybody enjoys kind of spending time eating and, and having an experience. This is the Tony D'Urso show where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Just ahead, the chat continues about food, people, management with Sean Boucher. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hey guys, you know the perfect hire can have an impact on your business for years to come, right? So when you need to find that next person to help grow your business, LinkedIn Jobs will match the right talent with your open role fast. I'm looking at LinkedIn Jobs right now. Job seekers immediately see a box on the left asking if they're looking for a job. To the right of that is a box for employers like you who need to fill a role. Underneath that is the LinkedIn fact that every six seconds someone is hired using LinkedIn. Can you imagine that? Now, how many people do you think were hired while this show played? Mind-boggling, isn't that? Well, no wonder why. LinkedIn has over 675 million members worldwide. And LinkedIn Jobs screens candidates with the hard and soft skills you're looking for so you can hire the right person fast. Things like collaboration, creativity, adaptability. LinkedIn looks beyond the work skills and puts your job post in front of qualified candidates who match your business requirements perfectly. That's how LinkedIn makes sure your job post is seen by the people You want to hire people with the skills, qualifications, and other interests that will help your business grow. It's no wonder a person is hired every six seconds with LinkedIn. And it's why companies rated LinkedIn Jobs the number one hiring platform for delivering quality hires. 
All right, find the person for your business today with LinkedIn Jobs. You can pay what you want and get the first $50 off. Just visit linkedin.com slash Tony. Again, that's linkedin.com slash Tony to get $50 off your first job post. That's L-I-N-K-E-D-I-N dot com slash T-O-N-Y. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn.com slash Tony. All right, guys, check it out. Sign up and tell me how much you love it. Hey guys, short and sweet, would you like to quickly create beautiful sales funnels that convert your visitors and leads and then customers and without having to hire or rely on a tech team? Well, say no more. ClickFunnels is here. It's changing the lives of entrepreneurs and it's changed mine too. Start your free 14-day trial now. Start building your first funnel right now and join the 101,000 plus entrepreneurs who are actively using ClickFunnels to easily get their products and their message out to the world. Yeah, really, over 101,000 entrepreneurs are using ClickFunnels now. So start your free 14-day trial now. Start building your first funnel right now at TonyDURSO.com slash click. That's TonyDURSO.com slash click to start your free 14-day trial now, today, and start building your first funnel today. TonyDURSO.com slash C-L-I-C-K. Check it out, sign up, and tell me how much you love it. All right, we're back on the Tony D'Urso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Let's see what we can learn today. Today's show is about food people management with Sean Boucher. And at the end of this interview, I'll give you a summary of what I got out of this, and I'll share some pointers with you. Stay tuned for that. With over 20 years of hands-on industry experience and having owned and operated both independent and franchise food service concepts, as well as having served in many different roles over the years, such as executive chef, food service director, consultant, and chief operating officer, Chef Sean has worked in almost every segment of the food service industry. All right, and now back to the chat with Chef Sean. You know, what I found, though, was that you had people that really understood food. You had these artists that could make these incredible products and were so passionate and so dedicated to the craft. The problem was they couldn't make any money doing it. They were, you know, they just didn't understand the, the accounting and the marketing and all the different aspects of business. And that made it really challenging for them to, to stay solvent. We, you know, you could have the best food in the world, but if you couldn't make money doing it and you couldn't stay open, you know, it was, it wasn't a sustainable future. But then on the flip side, you had these business people that would come in and really understood, man, there's potential here. There's money to be made and their food sucked. Like they would just would end up with this product that was not worth buying. And so I was trying to find a way to bridge that gap, you know, I got to find a way to, to, to get chefs to make money and to make business people to know how to make food. And so that was kind of the, you know, the, what happened with uh, business chef persona, the, the business chef company and podcast was, was really trying to find a way to bridge that gap between making food and making money. And that's also our, uh, our call sign or our tagline is make food, make money because as much as it's an art and as much as we like to ooh and all over how creative and beautiful it is, 
at the end of the day, if we can't make money doing it and we can't stay solvent, then we're only going to be able to provide those services for a very limited time. And so that's really what I focus on is I focus on helping my clients create businesses that they can be proud of and still make money doing it, but also being, you know, having a great product. Sean, we need you so much. I really hope sincerely that you grow this to a billion dollar business. I can't tell you how many restaurants I go into. The food is sometimes it's not fit for a human and yet they serve it. It's like, and I'm not a snob. I'm not conceited. At least I surely hope I'm not. It's just food that tastes good. If it's, if it doesn't taste good, why serve it? And for whatever reason, I live in a very heavy tourist area and I swear some of these restaurants, they don't care what the quality of the food is because there's so many new people every day lining up and they don't feel, I. this is my belief, they don't feel they need to make the food tasty. We need you. To, there's just, there's so much room for this. It's it's amazing. I, I really hope that just you, you build this into something really, really big. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. I've I've been very fortunate to work with a lot of great people and work with a lot of great um, concepts and and you know again I've I learn as much through the process as anyone and it's nice to be able to share that expertise because a lot of times people will look at a consultant especially a food consultant and they'll say yeah I can make food yeah I know how to do this and a lot of times you know regardless of the industry or or segment of the industry that you're working in you hire a consultant to cut down on your time because there there's a learning curve with anything, especially new ventures. Those learning curves are quite a bit higher. And so I've been able to really come in and help a lot of people kind of cut down that learning curve to where they aren't spending two or three years kind of bumping their head and figuring it out and then making it better. I can kind of I can kind of guide them around some of those uh, some of those roadblocks in the meantime and really help them make money faster and that way be more solvent faster and longer. Sean, let's drill into a little bit more of what does a consultant in the food business do? What kind of services do you offer? Take us down this road a little bit more. Well, you know, as a consultant, really my the core of my job is to educate and to give options because a lot of times people will look at a consultant and they'll say, um, you know, we're, we're paying a lot of money for, for what? Well, what you're paying for is you're paying for the opportunity to kind of save time and money. Um, yeah, it might cost you money to, to hire somebody, but the time that you save, the roadblocks that you miss, a lot of times that is, that is worth way more than you can put a price on. So as a consultant, a lot of what I do is I come in and I do a lot of listening, a lot of listening and a lot of watching and a lot of trying to understand what it is that, that we're trying to do. So for like a new concept that's not built, um, we, we try to talk a little bit more 30,000 foot view level. What is it that we're trying to accomplish what you know? What do you what do you perceive as uh, you know? What what do you want to what do you want to do with this? What what's going to be your biggest competition? What's going to be um, you know some of the challenges you're going to face down the road? Because a lot of times people they'll they'll know what they want to a point, but a lot of times we just don't know what we don't know. So 
I'll give you an example. Uh, a little while ago, I was helping a company create a pizza concept. Well, first and foremost, they want to have the best pizza on earth. They want to have the freshest ingredients. They don't care what it costs. And then taking a step back, I had to say, well, let's, let's look at this though. You know, what kind of staff are you going to hire? Well, you know, how does that, how does that translate? We don't understand why that's applicable. And I said, well, at the end of the day, your staff are going to be the ones working in there. They're going to be the ones, you know, interacting with the customers. If you're not going to have staff that are, are going to have the skill levels or the customer service skills or the attitudes that are going to allow you to kind of take this forward, then really we have to create this concept based on who's going to be doing it every day not necessarily who you think uh, or what you think is going to be the ideal situation. And that really kind of took them back for a second because that wasn't something that they had really thought about. But when I brought that up, it became very apparent that we had a very shallow pool to draw from and we had a level of understanding and talent that was not quite what they had hoped for. And so throughout the process, you know, basically everything that I, that I did was I tried to understand where they were coming from, what they wanted to do, and align that with the assets that they had to work with. Because a lot of times they're not, they don't always line up. You know, we, we might have all the money in the world, but at the end of the day, if we have a perspective of, I want to make it as cheap as possible, then it doesn't matter, you know, what we, you know, that all those things derive different paths for us to go down. And so I really try to look at some of the intrinsic and some of the, the things that we don't always think about, some of the, the psychology behind it, not just the, the nuts and bolts. You know, people a lot of times think, well, why don't you come in and show me how to make something? Sell me a few recipes, you know, and that's, that's all well and good, but that's not really addressing like some of the root causes that could potentially cause you to fail. It's also not addressing what it is that you're trying to do. If you're trying to deliver a service and you're trying to do it, you know, super high end, well, look at the market you're in. Is the market going to support that? Do people have the money to pay for these items um, for you to make the margins that you need to be successful? So a lot of times those are the first conversations we have is, you know, let's take a step back and really try to figure out what we have to work with and why we're doing what we're doing. And then from there, we craft a plan and, uh, and work that plan together. It's very collaborative because uh, at the end of the day, I always like to say at the end of the day, I get on a plane. And so I always want to make sure that people have something that they're proud of, that they can step back and say, this is mine. And uh, this guy just helped me get there. Sean, my audience is comprised mostly of entrepreneurs, small business owners, as well as corporate executives. I'm sure that there's a number that are in the food service industry, as well as perhaps some looking to get into it or starting something new in the food industry. What advice would you have for someone that wants to go down this route and make that, make that foyer into food? Well, I always tell people to do your homework because a lot of times they just don't do homework. They don't really understand what it is that they're getting into. You know, in the mid-90s, the Food Network came out and glamorized this, this industry and good work to them. You know, I, I'm grateful that they did that because it's really brought a different level of understanding and awareness to the general public that maybe wasn't there before. I mean, when I got started in this business, it was the Wizard of Oz. 
you know, no one really cared what was behind the curtain. It was just more or less like, oh, you make food and it looks decent. Thanks. Now we want to be in the kitchens and we want to understand how it's made and what ingredients we're using and, you know, is it organic? And, you know, there's just a very different level of education um, that's out there now that wasn't there before. And that's great. But then when somebody goes to, to create a restaurant or create a concept, they have these things in mind without really knowing what it's going to take. Uh, case in point, you know, most places will get their food from food distributors. But if you've never worked in the food service industry before, you really don't understand what a food distributor is and what their role is or what your options are with that. And so I always encourage people, you know, kind of do your homework ahead of time. Figure out like how many customers are you actually going to have to have come through the door? How much are you actually going to have to charge for your product? How much are you actually going to pay in rent and insurance and utilities? Because a lot of times these are all things that come up as they go through the process and they become these like, whoa, I had no idea that it was going to be that much. Well, yeah, that's the point of doing your homework ahead of times because you know, a lot of times with these businesses, they are still businesses and you ha- they have to be run as businesses. So if you, you know, if you're getting into a space, it might have high traffic and it might be a great space, but if you can't afford that space, then what good is it? You know, it doesn't matter how many you sell of something. If you can't afford that space from the get-go, then it's not a good decision to go in there and you're going to have to change that. This is the Tony D'Urso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Just ahead, the chat continues about food, people, management with Sean Boucher. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Hey guys, if you're anything like me, you've spent a lot of time trying out different fitness routines. I have, no matter what I've tried, I always felt like the workouts were, well, too generic and didn't address my personal needs or too strenuous or not right, you know, like the Goldilocks story. This porridge is too hot. This one's too cold. This one's just right. You know, I I wanted my exercises to fit me and my goals, but I didn't want to spend the money for an expensive personal trainer. That's when I decided to give Training with Future a try. I signed up and Ryan is an amazing personal coach 
they're all great. He is on me. He understands when I'm in the studio and I can't work out. He gives me great training. And are you ready for this? Drum roll, please. I work out and exercise when I want, on my time, when I can do it. Every couple days, I'm in there doing my best, trying to work out. And my goals, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. I'm making my goals. I'm impressed that the workouts are always really moderate. They weren't too easy and they weren't too tough. Ryan really understands me at tryfuture.com slash D-U-R-S-O. He really knows about me. He understands my goals, what I'm trying to do. He knows that I'm really busy in the studio all the time. And I cannot stress enough that this has changed me. Hey guys, Future pairs you up with one of their world-class trainers and coaches to create a personalized workout plan tailored specifically to your schedule, your routine, your goals, and your progress. Your coach checks in with you daily to keep you on track, sending texts, making adjustments on your routine, and following your progress logged on your Apple Watch. Dig this. You don't have an Apple Watch? No problem. When you sign up to train with Future, they send you everything you need, including an Apple Watch. I love it. Hey guys, don't overpay for a trainer. Get the workouts you need to meet all your fitness goals and take your trainer with you wherever you go with Future. Sign up for Future today at tryfuture.com slash D-U-R-S-O. That's T-R-Y-F-U-T-U-R-E dot com slash D-U-R-S-O. And get your first two weeks with your personal trainer for $1. That's one buck. That's tryfuture.com slash D-U-R-S-O for two weeks for only $1. Tryfuture.com slash D-U-R-S-O. All right, guys. Check it out, sign up, and tell me how much you love it. All right, we're back on the Tony D'Urso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Let's see what we can learn today. Today's show is about food people management with Sean Boucher. And at the end of this interview, I'll give you a summary of what I got out of this, and I'll share some pointers with you. Stay tuned for that. All right, and now back to the chat with Chef Sean. So, you know, do your homework, really, really do your homework, dive in, look at all the details, figure out what licenses you're going to need, figure out, you know, what construction is actually going to cost, figure out what your rent is actually going to be in the next three or four or five or 10 years. Um, You know, those are all things that that we kind of get blinded by glamour of having our own restaurant or having our own concept or our own business and we don't always look into it for kind of those dirty details. It's very interesting. As far as smaller establishments, I see the most successful ones where the family members themselves are running it because labor is probably the highest cost of everything in the expenses. And that's the one that can make or break the difference. So when the family members can be involved, cut down the labor a little bit, there's more profit because that just chews away the business. I say that also from experience in running other businesses and starting other businesses. The labor has always been the pivot, the make or break. And when you get into the larger businesses, the costs are even more astronomical because of all these other factors that you don't take into account for the smaller business. And many people would scale up, but then there are also people that have that opportunity to get into a larger restaurant or a chain or a franchise, and that's a whole big animal. I, I don't know that, and I, I guess I'm glad that I'm podcasting because the, the world's changed. Back then when I was you know a short order cook, I think I've mentioned in Chicago, 
All we cared about was that the food tasted good. That was always the number one priority. Everything tasted good. And we would always have lines of people. But today, it now has to really taste good. It has to be organic. It has to have this and that. It's it's such a a world. I'm, I'm really glad that there's consultants out there for this. I would have never expected that before. So that's really something there. And I think as part of this, and as part of the title, the title, people may go, what is this title? Food People Management. Well, the title is the name of Sean Boucher's book called Food People Management. Sean, let's talk about your book. I'd love to. I, it's one of my favorite topics. <laughs> my, you know, the book, the book kind of was born a lot of the way that my career has been born there, you know, with my with the book, it kind of came out of necessity. I was, you know, I was going to all these different places, talking to all these different people in all these different segments of the industry, um, from, you know, CEO level all the way down to uh, the the frontline employees, and and it just got to a point where I was like, man, I am saying the same thing over and over, really, to to all these different people. There's got to be a way to kind of just condense this into into, you know, a short, a short lesson, so to speak. So, you know, the book is not very long, but it's very, um, it's packed with years and years of insights. It it all kind of is based around my management formula. It's a formula that I I created back when I was managing uh, single units, multi-units, regardless. And that is standards plus accountability times consistency equals success. Um, you know, standards are very important because without a standard, without an understanding of what is expected, people are not going to be able to rise to the occasion. You're also not going to be able to hold them accountable unless you have a clear understanding of what those, what those standards are. Um, the consistency, the formula used to be plus consistency, but I changed it to times because the more times we can be consistent, uh, the more likely we are to be successful. And I say that kind of tongue in cheek because my wife is actually the one that uh, came up with that. She's the one that pointed that out. So I've got to give credit where credit's due, but it's all based around that formula and explaining what standards are and how to to create standards, Um, whether you do that by yourself or you do that with your team. And if, if you do that by yourself, what does it look like? And if you do it with your team, how do you do that? How do you hold people accountable? You know, what does consistency look like? What does success look like? You know, the, all these things are very relative um, depending on where you are in your career or what segment you're working in. And so I try to, I try to kind of cast uh, a long shadow and I try to really get people um, the, the principles that they need and the understanding of those principles and then kind of give them the tools they need from that point to really uh, customize it to them and their situations. All right. I see someone in the food service industry would read your book and you would learn about food, the quality of food, where to order tips or advice or guidance on distributors, as well as I presume a section on how to manage the people. And you talk about the labor as well as, of course, the management. Is it like three main sections of your book? Well, it's, it's mostly, it's mostly, it's primarily focused on the people aspect of it because people are our greatest asset. You know, you talked about labor being the most expensive part. Labor is the most expensive part in a lot of different ways, not only in a monetary way, but 
just in in a headspace, in a mental way, because our employees are our greatest asset. They can be our greatest source of elation where things work out and we're able to to help someone become better in their career. We're able to really grow somebody um, and, and help them in their life. But then at the same time, they're the ones that we just go, oh, man, another phone call. Oh, I got to deal with this again. And so they can be they can be our greatest joy or they can be our greatest frustration. And so learning how to how to manage people is really the key of the book and the really the focus of the book. And so we, you know, we start a lot of what I talk about is communication and how to communicate because a lot of times we think we're great communicators and we're not. We think that if we tell somebody to go mop the floor, they know exactly what we mean. But what we have to do is we have to step back and realize that it's all relative that, you know, if I grow up in a household that, um, that is always dirty and, you know, say it's a drug house, say there's rats running around, say there's cockroaches everywhere, you know, clean to me is going to be different than somebody who grows up uh, in an environment where, you know, everything is, is wiped daily with alcohol pads. And, you know, there's just a different, different standard, different understanding of, of people out there. And so learning how to communicate what our standards are and and you know what the expectations are really becomes more of a verb than a noun because we have to show them how we want it done we have to you know maybe go over it a couple of times because let's be honest the people in the food service industry are they're some of the best people on earth and i count myself as one of them in this group but there are more people that work in food service that have to work there versus want to work there we are always hiring as one of the biggest segments of of the american economy we we are always hiring and we're always short-staffed and a lot of times we're hiring people that don't want to be there and it's very difficult to motivate somebody who doesn't want to be there who's there because they have to be who's there because they can't find anything else and so it's it's really learning how to communicate inspire and and hold people accountable that that's really where our greatest strengths lie as an industry. Thank you so much for explaining that in depth. This is a very needed book, and I encourage anyone who is in food service of any kind, if you touch food, if you eat food, <laughs> you should get this book. Check it out. Uh, Sean, we can, uh, we can get this book at businesschef.org. Yeah, businesschef.org, it'll take you can also get it at Barnes and Noble, Amazon. It's it's available pretty much everywhere. Um and you know, it, I think even outside of the food service business, there's a lot of principles in here that I kind of live my life by. Um you know, learning how to set standards and hold yourself or other people accountable to those standards. I mean, those are things that uh that you can use in almost any business even outside of food. Thank you so much. And now you also, on top of all this, you're adding layers and layers to the service that you provide to the public, to the world. You now have a Business Chef podcast. Tell us about that. Well, I'm very proud of that. That's something that has, was a passion project of mine. You know, I've, uh, I've been told I have a radio voice. And so a lot of times <laughs> people would say, you know, you ought to go into radio. And, and so I would, uh, I did, I had done some voiceover work and things. And, and one day, one of the guys, one of the producers said, you know, you ought to, you ought to just start doing your own thing. And, uh, 
And I thought about it a lot in, you know, and what am I passionate about? What is something that I want to do? What's something I could just talk forever about? And the idea of business and food and the marriage of those two things really, really struck with me. So we're, we're a hundred plus episodes in, uh, we've been going for about two years now. It's a weekly episode that comes out. Uh, we try to interview a really broad cross section of people from, you know, people in the food service industry, people outside the food service industry who have insights that will, that will help us be better, um, successful restaurant chains, successful individuals in the business. We really just try to create an environment, um, that, that is lend itself to learning and helps us to kind of create this movement or create this, this, uh, this group of individuals that, that really is an, of an understanding that we're all in this together and we all struggle with a lot of the same things, but here's how I handle it or here's how he handles it or she handles it. And, and we've been able to really, really do a lot of good. I get emails constantly of, from people who say, Hey, thanks for doing this. Or, Hey, that show really touched me here. You know, it, it just, it's been a really, really rewarding experience. That's great. And to be in this for two years, you're ahead of the curve because most podcasters, unfortunately, don't make it that far. The preponderance of podcasters do like seven, eight, nine, ten 10 shows and they're unable to monetize it and sustain it. So hats off to you. I'm doing it for so long. Very good. This is the Tony D'Urso Show where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Just ahead, the chat continues about food, people, management, with Sean Boucher. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are, at home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Every night, local police departments across America receive hundreds of calls from burglar alarms. The vast majority of the time, they have no idea whether the alarm is real. Is there really a crime going on or not? All the alarm company can tell them is the motion sensor went off. Simply Safe home security is different. If there's a break-in, Simply Safe uses real video evidence to give police an eyewitness account of the crime. That means police dispatch up to 350% faster than for a normal burglar alarm. You get comprehensive protection for your entire home. Outdoor cameras and doorbells alert you to anyone approaching your home. Entry, motion, and glass break sensors guard inside. Plus, Simply Safe protects your home from fires, water damage, and carbon monoxide poisoning. It's 24-7 monitoring by live security professionals. You can set up your system yourself. No tools needed or Simply Safe can do it for you. 
And get this, it's only 50 cents a day with no contracts. Yeah, is that amazing? Only 50 cents a day. So let's do it. Visit simplysafe.com slash D-U-R-S-O. That's S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E dot com slash D-U-R-S-O. You'll get free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial. You've got nothing to lose. Go now and be sure you go to simplysafe.com slash D-U-R-S-O so they know our show sent you. That's simplysafe.com slash D-U-R-S-O. All right, guys, check it out, sign up, and tell me how much you love it. All right, we're back on the Tony D'Urso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Let's see what we can learn today. Today's show is about food people management with Sean Boucher. And at the end of this interview, I'll give you a summary of what I got out of this, and I'll share some pointers with you. Stay tuned for that. Chef Sean holds an MBA as well as a bachelor's degree in hospitality and tourism management. He's a certified executive chef, CEC, and certified culinary educator, CCE, through the American Culinary Federation, and a certified culinary professional, CCP, through the International Association of Culinary Professionals. And now back to the chat with Chef Sean. Now, Sean, what's the future hold for for you? What are you looking to accomplish in the next few years? Well, you know, I'm I'm at a point in my career where I I'm really looking forward to giving back. Um, you know, I've I've kind of gotten to that point where I've made a name for myself. I built up my career. I've I've traveled. I've had experiences and. Really, what I'm looking forward to is kind of giving back. I'm I'm about to embark on a project um, as we speak, uh, where I'm I'm going to be moving to a smaller town, uh, a secondary market, and I'm going to be working on on really building a community and enhancing a community. Uh, we're going to be building food service outlets. We're going to be building a hospital. We're going to be building a trade college. I mean, we're really looking at creating an ecosystem in the middle of the Nevada desert. And I'm excited about that because that's going to really stretch me in different ways than I've been stretched before. I'm going to be taking off my my executive chef, my consultant hat, and I'm going to be putting on more of a, you know, project manager C-suite kind of uh kind of uh position hat. And I'm excited about that. That's going to be good for me. It's going to it's going to be the next stage in my evolution and, and my challenges. And so, um, like I said, I'm looking forward to giving back and, and being part of building a community. That is very interesting, Sean. Please circle back when you have that rolling, and uh, we'll bring you back on for an update. That that's a very interesting project. Well, I'm excited about it, and I definitely will. Thanks for that invite. Sure, Sean. Could we have some personal habits? that contribute to the success of you accomplishing your vision and going and going where you've gone so far? Well, I'll tell you, there are things that I, I think this changes over the course of your career. And as you get older and, and kind of take a step back from things, I'll tell you the things that really motivate me and really help me run and things that I just almost can't live without. Number one is my health. I've learned that I have to take care of my health. Otherwise, I'm never going to be at my optimal level. I'm never going to be performing the way I want to perform. So really taking care of your health, drinking enough water, eating healthy, uh, getting, getting the right amount of exercise, getting the right amount of sleep, those things have become just so much more crucial 
to me individually, as I've gone along this journey, I've just realized the the value of taking care of yourself. So, you know, whatever shape or form that looks like, because I think that's very individual for a lot of people. Myself, I'm trying to go much more plant-based diet. I'm trying to uh, make sure that I get consistent exercise in. You know, it might be different for other people, but I think taking care of your health is number one. Number two is staying true to your word. You know, act with integrity and do what you say you're going to do. This world is full of people that talk the talk, but don't always walk the walk. And I'll I'll tell you, that's the part I think that, that really sets you apart is that when you can when you can do what you say you're going to do and follow through and people see that there's, there's an incredible amount of value in that. And you know, what's thought to be the norm or thought to be, um, you know, the expectation unfortunately is, is the anomaly and is not always that case. Sean, thank you so much for giving us some of your personal habits, talking about it. Totally agree on the healthy living. I know as an entrepreneur, we forget, we just work, 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 work. And, we forget to do some of the simple things, take some time off, eat good food, and so forth. So I appreciate all those words of wisdom from you. And lastly, aside from the fact that we all should get the book, People, Food, Management, are there any great resources that you would like to share with our audience visionaries? You know, I, I think nowadays we have so many options out there when it comes to educating ourselves and and opening our minds and helping one another, I I just really encourage people to collaborate and to look at those that you might be able to do business with or might be able to form partnerships with. I, I think that a lot of times we get very caught up in what we're doing and we forget to look outside of ourselves. But I think there's a lot of value in networking and really being able to look at what opportunities might be out there that maybe we just don't know about yet. And so I I always stress to anybody and everybody, regardless of what business they're in or regardless of what segment of the of whatever industry they're in, to always be open to opportunities. Always keep yourself open to, you know, whatever might be out there. And I think when you do that, that's when you're rewarded with things that maybe you never never would have anticipated seeing. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you so much for sharing. Once again, this is Sean Boucher, Food People Management. You can find him at businesschef.org. Sean, thank you so much for spending some time with us and and actually giving us much more insights into this world. I mean, we thought we knew food before. You've taken us to a new level and I really appreciate it. And I look forward to finding out more about your project that you're going to be doing and undertaking in Nevada. Oh, thank you. It's been a pleasure to be here and uh, absolutely enjoy everything that you're doing and appreciate you and your hard work. Hey, Success Squad. Thanks for hanging out with me while I featured an elite entrepreneur who took his vision to reality. I hope it was as inspiring for you as it was for me to do this interview. I learned a lot. So how did you like it? Food People Management with Sean Boucher. I love this interview, especially since I had about five years in the food service industry as a teenager. Did you ever have a stint as a cook? Mine put me through high school. How about you? I'm quite impressed at the variety of establishments that he worked at and how he built up his resume. And all of that experience put him in the position to have the kind of success he has as a chef, consultant, manager, podcaster, as well as three-time author so far. I think we've all run into this scenario, even if on a different parallel, 
You could have the best food in the world, and if it's not promoted well, that establishment can sink. And you can have not-so-good food promoted very well and be successful. You could draw parallels on other facets of business on just those two points, which are in juxtaposition with each other. The beauty is when you have something very good that is well-promoted and then very successful. Something we all strive for, I know, and which Chef Sean has mastered in the food industry. I like that as a consultant. He does a lot of listening and really gets into what they want to do, what they're trying to do, what are their challenges, and so forth. That's a definite hallmark of a good consultant. Guys, check out Sean Chef's book, Food People Management. There's a lot more for you entrepreneurs out there to help you grow your business. It's not a long book, so you can knock it out in a few readings. I love this formula. Standards plus accountability times consistency equals success. Okay, get out your paper and start writing and re-listen to this section of the interview. What are your standards for your business? How do you create a standard for your business? How do you hold people accountable? What does consistency look like? What does success look like? You're the only person who's going to work this all out for your business, project, or endeavor. Start writing this all out and see what you get. Don't just let this pass. Get out that pen and paper. Do this exercise. This interview is to help you get to the next level in whatever project or endeavor you're in. So get out that piece of paper and start writing this stuff down and really take a good look at it. You know, this interview's got so much good stuff. I've gotten so much out of this interview. What did you get? And you know, I'd love to know how you use this information to help you in your business or career. Reach out to me. Okay, guys. Now grab hold of your vision, decide you're either going to start something great or take it to the next level. You know this, you have to decide first. It always starts with a decision. And you can get my vision map to help you along the process. The free ebook is at TonyDurso.com. I created my empire in just a few years. That's all it took. I had the vision map as my guide. I wrote it all up. You can do it too. Once again, check out my shows on Spotify. It's all designed to help you Get to the next level in your business or career. Let's help you move on your journey to success. And if you have iTunes or access to any Apple device, look up my name, Tony, D-U-R-S-O, and subscribe to my show. A kind review there will get you tremendous appreciation back in return. Thanks. And remember, just take action. Success awaits those who persevere and remain steadfast despite the odds. Sow good seeds, do good deeds, and join me on the next episode of The Tony D'Urso Show. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of The Tony D'Urso Show with his key influencers. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. 